0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Fired Up, the hottest sports show in Central Ohio, the show where four sports fans talk sports for the fans. Our topic here this evening are, he taps it in for par, Mickelson wins the PGA Championship, the NBA playoffs are in full force, the NHL playoffs are underway. Watch those cars zoom around the racetrack, the 105th running of the Indianapolis 500 is this weekend, we have our blazing bets of the week. And if time allows, the Falcons leaving the nest. Julius Jones says he
1: wants out of Atlanta. With that, I give you our assistant chief of our fire brigade, Colton Cow. Thanks, Matt. Glad to be here on a Tuesday, Tuesday night here in Delaware, Ohio. Nice sunny day out there. Finally, the weather in Ohio started to turn around. Absolutely. So you know, it was a great, great day here. But uh, you know, the weekend was even better for golf. Better, uh, you know, real, real spectacular uh, weekend for golf uh, there in Kiowa Island there on South Carolina. Right off the coast, I mean, picture perfect, you know, weekend for for the golfers. So, you know, our first topic is going to be about the, uh, you know, that spectacular win by by Phil Mickelson. So, I'm going to open it up to you guys. You know, give me give me what you think. Yeah,
0: I, you know, you can't you can't you can't pass this up, man. That's pretty awesome. Phil Mickelson at 50 plus years old won his sixth uh, major for for, uh, for all time. I mean, he finished at a four under, and uh, he played some great golf this weekend.
1: Yeah, no, spectacular, you know, outing from him from start to finish. Really, I mean, he led all three rounds. Uh, he led, I was you know, say, three did, of the. Didn't
2: he lead wire to wire? Or... Uh, no, he didn't. Oh, not okay. after the oh.
1: first. He was in contention okay. after the okay. first day, okay. but uh, there was actually uh, Corey Connors was the oh, leader okay. after the after right. the first okay. day, but then uh, he led the, the next three rounds. He, you know, okay. Friday, Saturday, and then you know, obviously Sunday, well, he led those. To, so. me,
2: to me, honestly, he he looked like a totally different Phil Mickelson. Mm. This Phil Mickelson at 50 looks more determined. He right. looks more.
0: Yeah. Got something to prove. More, yeah. Uh,
2: uh, more championship. Yes, ma- ma- yeah. Esque. yeah. yeah. M- material, I was going to say. You know, yeah, like,
1: he was. I mean, he was swinging. He's I mean, focused. For 50, he's,
2: he's making shots. He's he's not you know uh, of course you know all the nicknames and stuff they've given him and stuff but he just he looks more determined he's got more drive I don't know it, it, do you think a caddy changed has he always had his brother or um, this a yeah dude? I'm not
1: sure if he's always had his used I, I think it's 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 something that's fairly new I wouldn't mm, okay. I'm not gonna say that this was his first event he's right. had his brother as his but caddy
2: I, I just the, the highlights I see he just looked more focused he looked more he just ready looked, I uh, guess is the, the, I don't you know Yeah,
1: in a course that was playing almost eight thousand yards, which is the longest in any in the history of the PGA Championship. Yeah, I mean he was he was crushing it. I mean I think on I can't remember which hole it was. It was on the back, and it was one of the last few holes, like sixteen or something like that. One of the par fives. I mean he crushed it. He had the he had the longest drive of the of the tournament on that particular hole at like. 300 and almost 70 yards at 50 years old. I mean, that's 50. Yeah. He's out there, you know, really crushing it. So, you know, I, I think that's, you know, pretty special, but, uh, yeah, he, he just went out there, you know, played his game. I mean, he didn't, didn't have to shoot super low to win. You know, just had to do just enough to, to get that victory. Yeah. But, well, the uh, last round, what, he was was he one over? Yeah, I think he finished round. one yeah. over yeah. on the final round. But, you know, he had a couple shots. You know, he, yeah. he went into the day, you know, a couple shots ahead. Right. So he had had some room to give or whatever. But
2: what was nice is in the past, what would we have seen one over? He would have been rattled. This oh, yeah. time, he <laughs> didn't let it rattle him. Yeah, right. He didn't he did yeah. turn he, one he over into focused, four or five. Right. Right. He, he's seen the task at hand, and he stayed... To, to to quote the saying, he stayed on course. You know, and, and for me,
1: the, the the best view was him walking up 18, and just all of those fans. Just yeah. that that's golf. That's right. golf, baby. That's we're getting back Get to you know what, what. Getting all the the bro
0: hugs. Right, or, yeah, right.
1: That's that's yeah. what we're used to seeing in golf. Yes, you know, yes. obviously Tiger always has a following. Oh, you know. Yeah. It wasn't nearly as big of a crowd as it usually was, just because of they only limited, you know, a certain amount of fans into into there. But uh, we're coming back, you know. But it was a good good sign yes. to see with you know just people, you know. I mean, it almost looked like you know swarm. I mean, they swarmed them. I yes, mean, the, the, the the people that were trying to you know do crowd control, they they were having a hard time right. keeping them all back. And so I a lot of golfers though I hear aren't too right. happy They're, about I how mean, it went down. Yeah. But it's it's interesting because you know going to you know going. I, for sure, you know, people at home, you know, they say, how do you watch golf on TV? Oh. And I mean, it is tough to watch, but in person, Yeah. If you, it's get, completely yeah, different. If you yeah. get the opportunity to ever go watch in person a golf, you know, a, a professional golf tournament, it's it's a sporting event yeah. like nothing else. You know, you, there's an atmosphere you're, you just you're can't. Right, you're right there. I mean, yeah. you are literally, you saw it on Sunday. You're literally right, right there yeah. 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 on top of them. I mean, so, well, yeah, I, I get it. For, the, for the golfers, it's, it's a little bit nerve wracking, but right. I think at the same time, some golfers live for that. They they they, you know, perform better right. when they have, you know, Tiger obviously being one of them, um, cuz he always, I mean, he's had to deal with it ever since he's been on the tour, so right. he you know, you got to get used to it at this yeah. point. So, but that was just an exciting, you know, thing to I'm, see. Um, yes, yes. and just, you know, some other notable finishes too, you know, with some other major golfers. Um, you know, Brooks Kepka, you know, tied for second, you know, four four under, um, Good to good to see him. I mean, people, I think, also uh, kind of have a love-hate relationship yeah. for Brooks Kepka. He's, he's kind of one of those, like, I don't know, arrogant, kind of pompous guys that, yeah, like, yeah. is kind of into himself. And, you know, kind of almost like Tiger was when he first started on the tour. Like, all about him. Doesn't yeah. really, like, chit-chat or socialize right. with the golfers. Can it just... You know, I got a job to do. I'm playing golf. Yeah. Don't bother me. I, I got to play. But, uh, yeah. you know, just, just good for him to, you know, finish in second because, you know, two months ago, he's coming off a of major knee surgery. Yeah. So he played in the Masters, played horrible in the Masters, and then, you know, comes back in this PGA Championship after major, you know, knee surgery and finishes tied for second. His putting was what really <clears throat> what really did him in. Just, you know, didn't make enough clutch, 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 down, clutch. Putts down the stretch, yeah. so nice to see Ricky Fowler back as well. Yeah, yeah he yeah, finished that is, at third at one. I was
0: yeah, I was
2: happy yeah. with him, and I was happy happy with the um. Oh, what was the other? Is it Deschambeau? Yeah, Did he De- finished up. He finished off? finished three over oh, okay, actually okay. Uh, for the tournament. He finals. had like he hit a bad that that last fifteen, I think it was or something. They said he had. He was, bad, well, he was doing well he was doing well till he got there Yeah, and he, he hit just uh, two or three bad holes there i
1: think and uh, you know another notable name is uh, Will Will Zalatoris which oh, we yeah. talked about yeah. you know the masters he was the runner up at the right. masters and you know everybody was like well who the heck is this kid you know no whatever but he actually finished one under you know tied good for man. eighth good so for you know he's one to you know keep keep looking at to see cuz it looks like he's going to be a you know a young star young up and coming star so you yeah. know good Good for him. Uh, Mickelson walks away with the W, takes home a cool two point one million dollars. Wow. So I think he's more. I don't think he really cares about the cash. No. He's just more happy about getting this, getting this victory, and getting so, back to so, winning weights. So,
0: so do you think this kind of cements Mickelson's legacy? I mean, this this is his forty uh, fifth win all time on the PGA Tour, it ties him for eighth best all time. He's. Mm-hmm. Won the Masters three times, PGA Championship two times, Open Championship once. Mm-hmm. The only major he hasn't won is the U.S. Open. And he's finished tied for second six yeah, times. That, that's that's the one that keeps but duping him. That's the one that eludes him. He can't yeah. he can't but you, find but you a know, way. If, if he wasn't fighting Tiger all these years, yeah. would, would, would yeah. he go down
1: as the greatest golfer of all time?
0: Hey, maybe. I mean, maybe. Those, those six seconds probably are first without Tiger being around. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's definitely uh, you know something to think about. And, uh, obviously, yeah, I, I would say Mickelson is you know he's not on the same level as Tiger obviously doesn't have as many majors and you know, whatnot, but, but he was always right, but there. he's always right there. Yeah. You know, I, I watched a watched a documentary. If you guys haven't watched on HBO, I, I think the title of it's Tiger, um, really good documentary really dives deep a lot into, into Tiger Woods and just a lot of his mindset and things like that. Very, very good two-part documentary, but mm. it talks a lot in there about his rivalry early on in the tour because yeah. He came, you know, Mickelson kind of came on the tour about the same time that Tiger Woods right. did. Yep. He's a little bit, you know, Tiger's a little bit younger, but about the same time they were in their prime or right. whatever. Mm-hmm. It talks mm-hmm. a lot about, you know, their rivalry and, mm-hmm. you know, them going back and forth and things like that. Um, so I think, yeah, definitely if, if Mickelson's not contending with Tiger, you know, we're, we're definitely talking about Mickelson more right. than we are Tiger Woods. Um, but I think at the same time, you can't take away from what Mickelson has yeah, done. Um, so he definitely ha- is... Is up there in, in the you know top five, top ten golfers of, of all time. Absolutely. So and doing it as a lefty, you know that's yes. that's something that's you know not it's super different. common on the on the tour. So he's doing it you know as a left-handed golfer. So he's definitely one of the guys that I, you know, have idolized. You know, one of my Absolutely. favorites, favorite favorites watching every every Sunday or you know every every tournament or whatever. Right. So he definitely has uh, yeah th- this win has definitely you know pushed him even further to being one of the one of the greats. So, his right.
2: legacy was already there this kind of cemented that right, right, you know? right. I mean, absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah yeah
1: well we're gonna we're gonna move on here we're gonna there's you know a lot of playoffs going on NHL NBA so we're gonna start with the NBA playoffs kind of just talk about some of the matchups so far some of the games you <laughs> know, maybe some of the players you know impact players so far in the series. So uh, yeah, I'll open up the floor, guys, and you know just you know chime in what what you think so far of the playoffs. Yeah,
0: the the, the new the new play in thing. Yeah. I'll tell you what, that's <laughs> been pretty exciting. That, that got got people playing the whole way through. Right, and, right. You know mm-hmm. when we got here, seven and eight taking on each other, nine and ten taking on each other. Mm-hmm. So I, it, I wasn't
2: a hundred percent sure how that format worked, but man, I love it. Now. Yeah, yeah, I love it now. It, it has like like Matt said, you got to be serious now every every right. because right. it could
1: be one and done. I right, mean, yeah. It's uh, it's a matter of you know. Now those, you know, 10 seeds, they don't tank at the end right. of the season. Right. They have something to play Playful, for, it sure. And we saw it there at the end of the regular season. Games still matter. matter. We had, yes. you know, three, four games in the regular season, and there were teams that could have been in the play-in tournament, not in the play-in tournament. So it made it more interesting. Well, I mean, that
0: te- teams like Golden State and Washington who were left for dead mid <laughs> right. through the season still <laughs> yeah, ended up right. having a shot. Right. Will still had
1: a shot, yeah. you know, to, to make it, and, you know, But at the same time, I think that play-in tournament almost has a like an NCAA March Madness feel to it, you know, because everybody always says, you know, March Madness, hands down the best playoff system, you know, that that hands down the most exciting sporting event in, in, you know, the history of sports. So the NBA, you know, kind of adapted that a little bit. You know, it's not obviously not as big a field, but, you know, it has a feel like that, you know. Win one game, you know. Play until you die, you know. Well, it's, it's I, I heard play, I winner winner go home, you know? you know.
2: I heard a good analogy about it today. A guy said it's one game, but it has a game seven feel to Right, it. absolutely. But even yeah. though it's one game, for me, it's been a tale of, of players. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I talked a little bit about to me the X Factor's been Chris Paul. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. This
2: guy just wins no matter where yeah, he goes, he
1: wins. Right, right.
2: I mean, He, granted, he only had seven points the other day, but he left with a shoulder injury, came back. Right. And, I mean, he has just elevated this Suns team, Mm -hmm. which, you know, they were left for dead, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, but he has kind of taken him pretty much on his back Mm -hmm.
1: and, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and
0: willed them to...
1: Yeah, been a, vet, a very, you know, a veteran presence for the Suns. Yeah. You know, we kinda I talked... think brought some physicality to that too. Absolutely. They definitely outphysical the Lakers. Oh yeah. They, yeah. they uh, yeah, definitely, you know, beat the Lakers at their own game yeah, a little absolutely. bit there. Yeah. I mean it was a low scoring game. I think the final score is like ninety-nine to ninety. Yes. So, you know, they, they beat the Lakers at their own game because the Lakers offense is not it's not a flashy offense. They're 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 known for their defense, yeah. but the Suns, you know, beat them at their own game, limit them limited them to ninety points while scoring just enough to get the W. So, yeah, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, Chris Paul is definitely, you know, we talk about LeBron at what he's doing at his older age. But, you know, let's not forget, Chris Paul is only a few years behind LeBron. He's in his, you know, mid-30s as well. So, you know, but what he's doing, you know, has done, you know, not just for the Suns, but every team that he has been a part of, he has made better. Absolutely. You know, last year we were talking about the Thunder. Everybody, you know, they get rid of Russell Westbrook. You know, Kevin Durant leaves, all that stuff. And they're, you know, Chris – they trade for Chris Paul. You know Russell Westbrook goes to the Rockets. Right, he's gonna sit there and rot everybody. Yeah, Chris, thinks. Chris Paul's going to the Thunder, and they're like, "Up, oh, the Thunder are done. They're yeah. headed for the lottery." Yeah. Chris Paul's, you know, this is the tail end of his career. Gets him right into the. He playoffs. goes into the playoffs, and you know, not just you know squeaks in. He gets him to like the four or five seed right. for the yeah. Thunder. I mean, so yeah, he definitely will go down as one of one of the greats, you Absolutely. know, because he is. You know, he's just, always we just
0: need him to get it done in the playoffs. Right. Now, it's though, been yeah, know. that's
1: been the his biggest downfall. His Achilles is, heel he has, has been, been the playoffs. The playoffs. Yeah. So it's uh you know gonna be interesting to see if what, what he can do, you know, the rest of the series right. against the Lakers. But well, uh, what
2: I like also too is that he meshes so well with young talent. Yeah. Yes like yeah. Devin Booker. Right. Yeah, I mean the sons The Suns, the Suns are made anyway. up of
1: all of their draft Andre picks over the last two or, or three you know, years. Yeah. So they definitely or needed de, some... Is it Andre D. De, DeAndre Ayton? DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. 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 And he definitely, you know, like I said, brings that veteran leadership that the yes. Suns needed um, to, you know, kind of steer those those yes. younger guys in the right direction. Because they, they were close, but they just... Yeah, they, they couldn't just get over that I mean, that they had problem. no playoff experience. Right, so right. now, you know, this is their first time in the playoffs. And, you know, obviously Chris Paul has yeah. not had success in the playoffs. But, he still but he's been California. there. Right, he knows right. what it takes right. to, to win to, to and, you know, there. to yeah. get there and yeah. things like that. So, yeah, it's definitely – I, I think Chris Paul definitely is is you know the reason or you know got to be one of the reasons that the right. Suns are where they sure. are today. So, sure. uh, but I, I you know a matchup you know switching over to the Eastern Conference uh, mm-hmm. a matchup that I like or you know is interesting. We're talking about young talent uh-huh. and that's the Atlanta Hawks versus the New Orleans. Oh, that's what I say is one of the oh, best mat- matchups. That, in this that, first that round. one they they couldn't have have picked it any better. Yeah. I mean, obviously Atlanta you know took Game One. Came down to, the, you know, Trey Young hits, mm. hits a game winner. You know, that, that, that's, you know, that's what you want, you know. And then, you know, the, the big Cinderella story is, you know, the Knicks getting into the playoffs right. for the first time, you know, in eight years. Yeah. So that's, you know, already a story in itself. But then, you know, I can remember, you know, when we talked about kind of the midway point, I was saying, you know, my dis- most disappointing team in the NBA was the Atlanta Hawks. Right. But then they fire their coach. <laughs> they bring in interim coach Nate McMillan. And they're off and run. I mean, Which they, that's
2: that's another thing for me. He has kind of been the factor, like Chris Paul. Yes. It seems like everywhere he's went, mm-hmm. he's, he, just, he
1: wins just not enough. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's, he just like I, said, I, I when it I comes, just, he's got almost the same you know appeal as Chris Paul. He doesn't get it done in the playoffs. Right. He does good things yeah. in the in the regular season, but what, just can't I was get saying, it done. I see,
2: did, did I see where something where he finished twenty five and seven this year
1: with the Hawks? I think it was. Yeah, I mean they they scorched it after yeah. you know after after Lloyd Pierce after that, they yeah. fired their coach. Yeah. I mean they were probably one of the hottest teams in the but, NBA right after that. I think
2: he's got a horrible record in the playoffs. Yeah, know yeah.
1: Like I said, I think it's it's similar situation to Chris Ball. He's good in the regular season. Right. You know, gets wins. You know, gets good teams. You know, has kind of. He's never really had like a superstar, let's right. say, but he works well. He makes his team work with he what devel- he's got. He develops
2: in. talent, right? He I mean, he was there mesh. was he. He was
1: with Damian Lillard, right? Yeah, I mean, he's with the Portland Trail Blazers. And then, uh, Victor Oladipo. Ol- he's been with the Indiana Pacers, Pacers, and you know, he's just everywhere he's been, he's had success in the regular season. Seasons, yeah. But it just comes down to in the playoffs, he just hasn't been able right, to get it done. Right. But, right. Right. You know, like I said, this series between the Hawks and the Knicks, I I think is going to be a good one. And, you know, I'm glad to see the Knicks back into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. But, you know, talking about that young talent, I mean, the Knicks made up of a bunch of their draft picks over the last Mm -hmm. couple of years. The Hawks are the the same way. I you mean, know, he,
0: and that, that, I'm, I'm really liking seeing these teams that are building themselves. Right. Not yeah, going out <laughs> through the draft. Absolutely. Yes. I, I, I'm I love so that. sick and tired of these that. super teams. I, I really hope some of these teams that have built themselves. Dan the Gilbert, are you listening? There. Yes. Yeah. Dan Gilbert, are you With listening? With the Detroit Pistons. And, are you uh, listening? Uh, yes, they,
1: they, they, they definitely got to figure it out. <laughs> get Sam Cassell
2: <laughs> and let's go. Yeah. Hire yeah. him
1: as your coach and let's go. Yeah, so we'll see. You know, I, I think that series could potentially go game seven. Yeah. I, I think it's one of those ones that could go. Well, another, another one,
2: Tom Thibodeau. Yeah, this
1: guy
0: wins where he took yes, the he Orlando, match and he does it the hard way. The he's going to make he's you hard play defense. defense. You
1: know, yeah, yeah. yeah. His, his stress is defense. He,
0: you know, he kind of reminds
1: me of Tortorella in the NHL. Right. Right. He's, yes. he's a coach he's, that the players he's don't particularly like. Absolutely, hard nose, tough, things, tough yes. guy. He's going to make. He he's going to treat everybody the same. Doesn't matter if you score. 30 a night or 10 a night. You're getting treated the yeah. same way. And so he's he'll, he'll, make he'll get you. results for
0: four or five years, and then right, the players right. are going to get tired of right. it. Right. When,
1: when they start not having, you know, good seasons, or yeah, they start, you know, the over. wheels start coming off the bus, it's, it's going to be one of those things that, yeah, the players are fed up with the, you know, yeah. hard nose attitude, whatever. So, you know, that's... It, that that's kind of how it's been. Yeah. The places that he's been. But so do you far. think
2: though that franchise needs that?
0: Absolutely.
1: I mean, right yeah, they needed some- right obviously needed somebody yeah. because, because nothing Phil, else. Phil had
2: Jackson worked. Phil Jackson didn't work. Right, yeah. right. That didn't
1: work. That was an experiment that went bad right from right the, right. You know, right. And like I said, it's it's like Matt said. It's interesting to see these teams making you know what I, they I are love it. without let's say a true yes. superstar. Yes. You know, an all star. You know, first team All NBA type player. You know, the Knicks' best player is Julius Randle, which, yeah. you Who was know, left most, dead. Yeah, most people were saying, you know, man, he got drafted. I mean, he was a lottery pick, top yeah. 10 pick, and most people were saying, ah, he was a bust. Yeah. You know, he, yeah. he didn't, you know, He'll never. Because, I mean, up until the Knicks, he had just kind of bounced around the league, you know, played with this team, played with that team. and But now it seems like he's. He's the anchor for the yeah. Knicks. And, and, and you know, they're surrounded with a lot of just Tom,
2: Tom Thibodeau had a great story about him last yeah. week. He told him, he said, when he called me and asked me for a tryout, he said, I told him, don't waste my time. Mm, mm, and yeah. he said he showed up in shape. He showed up ready to play. Right. He said, now, he said, I think you can actually put him in the MVP. Yeah, That's yeah, he definitely. And sure. then,
1: you know, I think he also, this may be, he, it may be a contract year for him it as well. Be, I, yeah. think, uh, I, he's a free, I think he's a free agent this uh-huh. summer. But I've heard rumors, or I've heard, I, I believe I've heard him say it straight from his mouth I want to be in New York, which is not something you yeah. like have yeah. said, lately. I've said <laughs> lately. You know, most of the time, you know, New York I can't has wait been to get of out the, of you know, yeah, yeah, one of those teams that has like tried to swing for the fences on all these big time yeah. free agents. It's been, of them. it's been Giannis, it's been LeBron, it's been all of them. Mm-hmm. And every time it's now we're going to go play here, we're going to yeah. go play here. And, and yeah. it's surprising because. New York is that big market. They're right. that the big Mecca. team that yeah. everybody wants to go play for yeah. and nobody wants to they go play. for. The so now it's good to hear, you know, Julius Randall say, Hey, I want to be a Nick, you know, that's, that's good. That's good for the, you know, I think Spike Lee and Stephen A Smith are both proud to see that their knickerbockers <laughs> yes, are, are yeah, winning, that's... winning, you know, <laughs> winning some games. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully they, you know, can do something in the playoffs. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, it, it, it'll be interesting to see, but, uh, any any other players or teams that you're you know looking at you know, east real, or west Yeah or, real
0: quick before we go to the west you know yeah. I I want to talk about just real quick, the, the team we left for dead, they're playing right now. The uh, Celtics. We, yeah. we thought there were no chance in heck they were gonna make it. Yeah, yeah. And that they played that seven, eight game and they just beat the, Tatum, beat the door. Tatum off put the them on, yeah, well, yeah. Put, was, put them on their I was, back. I mean,
2: he was my third guy. I was gonna mention was yeah. Jason Tatum. Yeah. My goodness, man. It just seems like the light bulb goes off on him oh, yeah. around this time of year. I yeah. mean, oh you yeah. Know? I, I seen a couple a couple years ago in the playoffs, maybe it might have been his first year he got drafted. Yeah, once again, it was one of those things that he was kind of written off. And and he comes comes out of the gate with like forty eight or something. Yeah, you know, I know mean, he's what, definitely
1: and... he, he's definitely made a name for himself. Yeah, for I mean they're self-esteem. not going to make this
0: a series. Don't get me wrong, but right. I just
1: it was good to see they, them. They they have go some as, fight left they, in they go them. as far. They didn't far, just roll over and die. Yeah, they, they go as far as he goes yeah, at yes. this point. I mean if Tatum doesn't, you know, he's basically got to carry him at yeah, this point. Yeah. I mean you're going up against a three headed monster right. with James Harden, Kevin right. Durant, and Kyrie Irving. Yeah, if they get one win, they'll I be mean, yeah, they they you know. Tatum has to basically carry that team, um, you know, because without, you know, Jalen Brown there, it, the, yeah. more of the load goes on Jason Tatum. Yeah. But, uh, but like you know. I said,
0: just, just saying that, we thought they were dead. and oh, the, You yeah, know, they, they at least showed out. You know, yeah. that, that was good. They, good to uh, see. You
1: know, Tatum scored, dropped 50 in that game. So, yeah. he definitely, uh, you know, and it's good for me, you know. Everybody, you know, everybody here knows, but the people listening at home, I'm a huge Duke basketball fan, so it's good, you know. Jason Tatum, he's okay. a Dukie, so it's yeah. good, good to see, you know, because you Some know, love for the Duke. Yeah, they, you yeah. know, Duke, Duke hasn't always, you know, they they've always had good college teams, but they haven't always had the best professionals, you know, right. professional NBA players. But now, over the last, you know, several years, they're starting to get better players in the NBA, mm-hmm. and so it's good to see, you know, Jason Tatum really cementing himself as, you know, yeah. that kind of cornerstone mm-hmm. for a you know Absolutely. iconic franchise with Boston so mm-hmm. you know good good to see them so yeah. We're going to switch it over to the Western Conference. You know, we, we talked a little bit about the Suns, but uh, any other teams or players in that West? You team, know, you
0: there, there's there's two series I, I, I'm really liking right now. I'm, I'm liking that clippers Bav series. I oh, think yeah. that's, yep. that can go seven games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the, the nuggets Trailblazers has been yep. really entertaining yeah. so right, far. Right,
1: right. Yeah, so, you know, my heart, obviously, Man. is with the, with the, with the Mavericks. <laughs> you know, I, I was good, you know, lucky, you know, good good to see them get that game one win. The only thing, you know, that thought in the back of my mind is, they stole game one in the series. You know, these two teams matched up against each other last year mm-hmm. in the first round of the playoffs. And, you know, the only thought in my back of my mind is Dallas took game one last year, <laughs> and it, and it, it fell, you know, <laughs> fell apart after that. But, well, you know, Doncic, they go as far as Doncic yes, goes. Sir. So he, you know, he balled out triple-double in that first game. You know, really limited, you know, that Clippers – outside of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard there was nobody else for the clippers right. they they let them you know you're not going to stop either one of those exactly. guys exactly so let you those just, guys get you, there you just, just got to have to, else. you know limit their opportunities but then make somebody else have to step right. up and that was the key there is that nobody else for the clippers stepped up outside of Kawhi Leonard and, and Paul George well one thing i've noticed
2: about that series and i and i don't know if you guys will agree with this but last year it seemed like last year the clippers tried to bully everybody oh, this yeah. year Dallas ain't scared of them. Oh no,
1: I mean they That's know the thing. it's the enemy. You know, they I mean, know at this even point. Even if they so. lose this
2: series, they're not scared. Nobody's right. scared of the Clippers anymore. Right. right. I mean, the Clippers used to be the 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 bully on the block, but mm-hmm. not this year. Right. No, nobody's right. afraid of them this year. Right. I right. mean, look at the way they're they're treating uh, Kawhi and Paul. Drew. I mean, they're almost begging them to come in. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. th- th- you know, no nobody's afraid of them. I mm-hmm. mean, I noticed last year they they tried to you know they were getting the
1: hard fouls and they were
2: trying you know and this year.
1: Yeah, Dallas knows. You know, you know it's yeah. almost, you know, the enemy you know is better than the enemy yeah. you don't, don't know. So, sure, sure. it's you know, Dallas knows what they're going to get with the Clippers. They saw it last year in the playoffs. The Clippers wanted to set the tone early, wanted to set the physicality, yeah. you know, and, and whatever. And, and they I, know, perso- they know I personally that. don't
2: think that L.A. can be as physical – with them, right? I, if they, I think if it gets too
1: physical, I don't think the Clippers can match up. The with the them. the issue that I saw, you know, early on in that game was that you know the Clippers, because of that physicality, the the refs were kind of calling it pretty tight. They yeah, were, and the, the the Clippers picked up a lot of early foul. Fa- I mean, they were in well, serious foul trouble. That's the I thing. Think, I
2: think if you get in their head like that, yeah. And get them off their game early mm-hmm. because the, the the whole wild card to this thing is Luca. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has that ability oh, to yeah. kind of to kind of get under people's skin. You oh, know, yeah. I mean,
1: for lack of a better term, right? I right. mean, he's a
2: great player. Don't get me wrong, but he has that. You know, right. I mean, my God, he set the record I think for technicals. Oh yeah, or whatever, yeah he, but, you he's know.
1: I think one technical away from being suspended in <laughs> yeah. one yeah. game. So he's got he's got to watch. But it but, but
2: I just I mean I didn't watch the whole game. I just watched some highlights. But from the highlights I seen. They just don't look that there's no toughness there. Right, None right. whatsoever. I mean, last year I seen them, and it was a totally different team. I just, I see no toughness this yeah. year. From,
1: and then the other series that Matt was talking about, that Denver, or Portland, oh. that one. That one's going to be, I, yeah, and Portland is always and Portland. one of those teams you never want to see yes, in the first they, round. They can, they can light it up. I mean, man. They, they, they got, you know, a two headed monster with CJ McCollum and, and uh, Damian Lillard. I mean, yep. you know, we know what Damian's capable of. It, it seems like, you know, we talk about Chris Paul not, you know, performing in the playoffs. It seems like, Damian Lillard performs, you know, he performs well in the regular season, but then when it comes playoff time, it's up. it's Dame time. Yeah. I mean, he he really turns it on, you know, turns it up to the next level. So he just hasn't been on that team that can give right. Him some he just ride. hasn't right. gotten over the hump, uh, yeah. you know, to to get to get there or whatever. But well, uh, D-
2: Denver to me always seems like a team like they bring their lunch, you know, like they're a, a blue collar, yeah. hardworking, just they're they're going to beat you the old fashioned way, right, right? Like you said, they don't really have any suit. They got the Joker and you yeah, know or right. whatever, but. I mean, I think they're, they lost. I mean, they, they lost, lost was Jamal, yeah, Murray. Yeah, exactly. Jamal Murray, yeah, right? no, no, No You're Jamal done Murray. Done for
1: so. for the so that could really, yeah. really And, and, and hurt it's surprising playoff. at the same time we say, you know, Jamal Murray gets hurt. But actually, Michael Porter Jr., who was a lottery pick ah. for the Nuggets as well, you know, he came off of two ACL injuries. Hmm. People kind of wrote wow. him off and said, ah, man, I don't know if he's ever going to be kind of the same player that he was, uh, you know, in college or, you know, in high school. But ever since Jamal Murray, he has stepped it up. I mean, right. he has been a cornerstone. He has really taken that load that Jamal Murray leaves and uh-huh. has really, you know, run with it. And, you know, hats off, hats off to him. But, yeah, kind of the, you know, the big benchmark for for Denver is is Jokic, you right. know, probably the MVP of, of the league. Um, you know, it's between him and Bede and, and Steph Curry. And, you know, Jokic is averaging nearly a triple-double as a big man. You yeah. know, not your, you know, not your traditional big man. I mean, he, but he you know, does
0: not taking anything away from him, but to me, it's gotta be, it's, I think it's Steph Curry's. Yeah. It
1: should be. I mean, what, where are the warriors without him? Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, I, they, They've been decimated. With yeah. Injuries. Without Curry, they probably are at the bottom of the yeah. list. They're, they're probably looking at probably getting the number one pick again. You know, but, but I year. know it
0: always goes to most valuable on the better team. Right. So, right. I, mean, I, I think Curry probably doesn't have a shot, but I think it should be. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I think, uh, yeah. Jokic is probably, you know, run away with, with the MVP, but uh, oh. you know, Yeah, like I said, it was kind of shocking, you know, Trailblazers take game one in that series, kind of, you know, set, oh, man, Nuggets, you know. But then they flipped the script game two. It was almost the same differential in points. Right, yeah, it was almost, you know, a turnaround, you know, in game two. So it definitely was something to, you know, keep in mind. But, you know, definitely will be an interesting series, you know, tied one to one. But, you know, another series, you know, I want to look at there, you know, we're talking about, you know, shocking game ones. The Grizzlies, yes, sir, take Game One the against the off. number the best team in the NBA, the Utah Jazz, and like we said, the Grizzlies were one of those play-in teams. You know, yeah. no, nobody was really giving them, you know, yeah. much of a chance. They nope. go out and take Game One, so we'll see how that how that wraps well, up. So
0: that, that game that is my blazing bet. So, we uh, yeah, we'll talk a little more about. Well, that. yeah, uh,
2: I see. I I, you know, I didn't see the the whole game, but did did John ja, ja Morant had a big.
0: Big yeah, he, he had a
1: big game. Dylan Brooks had a big game okay. for the for the for the Grizzlies. I think the big story also was that uh, you know Donovan Mitchell for the Jazz did not play, ah. which there's 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 some strange stuff going on there because he had tweeted before the game or you know a few days before the game, "I'm ready to go, game one, I'm ready to go, ready to play." Then like before the game start, like you know he was, was almost was like a late a like a late scratch, ah. like no, we're not going to let you play, and then. He comes out after that and says, I was fine. Why why can't I play? I was perfect. I'm ready to go. And now, you know, now the Jazz came out today and said he will play. He will play game two. He will be available. He's going to play. So I think okay. that might have been, you know, a little bit of a difference factor, Absolutely. you know, for, yeah. for the you know Grizzlies, yeah. Jazz. But, uh, you know, so we'll see how he does, you know, coming back for them. But, uh, you know, good to see. I think we got some interesting matchups here yeah. in, the, in the first yeah. round. Yeah. So, it definitely uh, will be interesting to see how, how out progresses. So, yeah. so now we're going to switch into some playoffs. We're going to talk a little NHL, NHL hockey oh. playoffs. So, you know we, we, you know, we talk about the NBA and some exciting, you know, first-round series. we got the same way yep. here here in the NHL. Absolutely. So, you know, open it up, guys. What well, what you think? Yeah, I mean, looking at these right now, it looks like five of these
0: eight matchups all have a chance to go the distance in this mm-hmm. first round. Yeah. I mean, these, these games are have all been close other than three series. And the, well, I guess we'll, we'll talk about the three downers to, to get going, you right. know. Really, the first series that was a downer was the Washington Capitals, losing oh, four games wow. to one to the Boston Bruins. Yeah. Not, not that Boston's a bad team, but Washington, the, you know, the it was sky sky's the limit for them, you know. I mean, they're they just, always
1: one of those teams that we talk about, yeah. like, hey, they're going to win the Stanley Cup every yeah. year yeah. kind of type now, now,
0: COVID did have a little bit of an effect on them. They were down two of their better players okay, because okay. of COVID, so I, right. th- I think that, that did hurt them. Mm-hmm. But With, uh, with me, still. It's,
1: it's been this
2: whole Nashville Predator since they changed goaltenders. It mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, seems like this new guy
1: might uh, – I can't – I can't remember Mikes Mike something yeah, I can't he, remember. he's I remember taking he, his you can team. never pronounce those last yeah, name, yeah, yeah. yeah. he's
2: kind of taking the team on his on his right. back you yeah
1: know? 'cause that that series you know Nashville, Carolina you know Carolina came out the gate in the first two yeah. games and it blew them out like you know first game was like five to two, the next yeah. game was like four to one, I was like up, oh, Carolina, you know sweep this series <laughs> right, then we come in game game three and four, and it's like, oh, my goodness, Nashville, you know, it's come alive, yeah. which is good. You know,
0: that's, that's, a, that's what you need in hockey. All right. you need is a, a good goalie. If you have a hot goalie, you right. can win a lot of games right. in a row in hockey. Right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, like – like Matt said, with the with the Capitals, it is you know kind of disappointing. You know when we talk about Ovechkin as one of the one of the greats of all time. But it's, you know, it's, in hockey. it
2: seems like it's been the same narrative for the last three or four years. Oh, yeah. Boy, we think we can, they can win a Stanley Cup, and then they just come out and lay an egg. Well, and, you, and, you know, know touching
1: I mean. touching on that. That now you know this is three years in a row the Capitals have lost in the first round since they won that Stanley Cup yeah. in 2018. So. It's, you know, an interesting, you know, way for the, for the Capitals, you know, it's, well, they're getting much older too, right? Yeah, I mean, right, you know, yeah, they're from
2: NHL stand I mean, I say that I'll, I'll clarify right. from <laughs> NHL standpoint, right, they're, right. they're getting older, right? right. They, they got you know, a lot you start of getting their... these 35, 36 year old players. I mm-hmm. mean, from NFL or it, excuse me, NHL standards. I mean, you're pretty much.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's getting to the point. It's like, what, what do we do here for the yeah. Capitals? Do yeah. we keep, do we keep the team we got? Cause you know, touching on that, you know, Ovechkin is a free agent this season. So mm-hmm. what, what, I mean, he's 36 Ooh. years old. So oh what, my, what do you, yeah. you, know, what do you do? You know, I mean, he's been, he's been the iconic player for the Capitol. He's been that franchise been the face guy. Of that franchise. Yeah. But I mean, he's not getting any younger, right? I right. mean, is he still the same player that he was? You know, though he he,
0: he he's always been a great player. Don't get me wrong, but he, th- his style of play. He can get older and still do it really well because he, he's the type of player he goes to a spot, mm-hmm. he sits there and he takes those one timer slap shots. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's yeah. just the way he plays. Right. He, he doesn't play a lot of defense. So, so I mean, Ovechkin can do it as an older player, yeah. but the team around him. It, it get makes better.
1: it interesting at the same time, though do the capitals pay him money right. you know what, what are they pay? If, if they're pay not getting paying? the results is a 36 right. year old is he
2: going to command
1: right 20 million, million? i mean is 15? he still getting you the know. numbers that yeah. he would get yeah. you know in his let's say prime more yes. or less you yes. know so it's going to be interesting to see what they decide to do cuz they yeah can go a couple different ways yeah. they, you know like we touched on they got several guys that are in their you know mid to upper 30s you know a lot of their cr- core guys so what do they say? Do they say, uh, oh, it's it's time to start rebuilding? Absolutely. You know, hey, we you know, trade away these guys or we, you know and get assets for right, and, you right. Know. Or what 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 do we decide yeah. to do? What yeah. do we, you know, try to give it maybe one more one one more give, you know, go mm-hmm. or you know, one or two more years, maybe try to add a piece here, add yep. a piece there, whatever. I don't know. It's definitely going to be an interesting off season for, for the Washington Capitals. Oh, yeah. So they got, and obviously they got a lot of time to think about it getting put out in the, in the first Absolutely. round. But yeah. uh, what's what's one of the other series, Matt, that's wrapped up? So yeah,
0: another one that got wrapped up was, um, let's see, the two-seed Edmonton Oilers. They got swept in four straight games by the Winnipeg Jets. Wow. Which is something I really didn't want to see because... Right. Because of the uh, the blue jackets connection there with <laughs> yeah. Pierre-Luc Dubois. Wow. I yeah. kind of was
1: hoping to not see him. Succeed, <laughs> yeah. But you know. Right. It is it is what it is. <laughs> and I'm 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 a little bit disappointed in Edmonton as well. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, because yeah, they, they got Connor McDavid, mm-hmm. I mean the, the I mean, probably the MVP this year, yep. but has been a really great player since he's come into the league uh-huh. He's only in his what, second or third yeah. season in, in the NHL and he's already, you know, one of the one of the better ones in the league. And so I was hoping that, you know, Edmonton would do a little bit better, but they just, I think for me, it came down to game three was kind of a nail in the coffin for them. They were up four to one with nine minutes to go in the third period Bluto. wind up losing five to four cool. you know, what, it, what, it,
2: what is it what is, is it coaching with them what is it i, I mean, don't know just,
1: i i think them it's been you know they don't have as much playoff experience uh, and you and know, they just kind of, don't they don't have the roster I was say, right are, are they, they young or yeah they, i think I mean, they're a younger younger yeah, okay, team and okay. I, I think that they just so have, similar to the jackets yeah, last gotcha, yeah yeah i just think that they you know yeah, maybe just, are one or two pieces away okay. from like being a real contender. Now, how, I mean, they were, didn't even start getting
0: good until they drafted McDavid. Right, I mean, their right. teams were not That's anywhere near oh, the playoffs. Right. So, right.
2: Now, how was? How are they as far as goaltending? They They got a good uh, right. right. think uh, so. Uh, so, so. so. Yeah, yeah. I think okay. middle, middle, of middle
1: of the road. You know, could be better. You know. Because
2: but, like you said, and you're a thousand percent right. In, in the NHL, you better have a good goal especially when it comes to yeah, play yeah, the yeah, time. You gotta have one of those
1: iconic goalies, one of those top ten goalies. Or in the case
2: of a team that don't make the playoffs if you have
1: two good goaltenders. You right. Might. <laughs> right. 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 So you we'll, might you
2: might have some trade uh, yeah. assets.
1: Right. There. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Um so, John Davidson
2: are you oh. <laughs> yeah I saw
1: you know I saw something also you know right before the show um you know with the Edmonton Oilers. Actually um Dredsky Wayne Dredsky had been serving as like their vice chairman or whatever. Okay. He's actually going to step down oh. um uh, which I don't know if that's good, bad. Right. I mean right. I have I have a feeling you know he's obviously the greatest hockey player of all time, mm-hmm. you know, to have him Maybe a part expectations of you. looming. Made right. It right. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And it was kind of strange because he's, he's not only stepping away from the Oilers, but he's not taking another position as a, you know, with any other team, he's actually going to be an analyst for TNT. <laughs> so, I mean, it's kind of a strange, you know, strange, you know, Turn of events for the Oilers, you know, but that's well, Tony Romo though. Sometimes it pays to yeah. take yeah. that. Type Sometimes big. you know, <laughs> maybe there's not as much pressure or you know now, headache. Did, with did that, he so. serve
2: in that same capacity with the uh, Phoenix Coyotes? Or?
1: Um, I'm not sure. I know what but he kind of brought them to light. Either. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Or, or he was an owner, maybe, or something, right. like minority uh, owner yeah. maybe some minority. Yeah, some some. Something within the organization, okay. uh, but yeah, with with the Oilers, he was the vice chairman, chairman of, of something so. or other. Well, my but, goodness,
2: uh, I mean, how many Stanley Cups? Do, I, mean, I mean, the guy's, guy's an icon. Yeah, at yeah. End yeah. End there's
1: end no end question; end. he's the best of right. all time. Yeah. So, um, you know, you, you hate to see him walk away from yeah. you know, and he was a, an icon for the yes. Oilers That's for something. for a long right. time. So, you know, you hate to see him leave. But uh, Matt, what, what's the uh, third series name? The, so the last one that wrapped up. Most people would call it a disappointment, but I think
0: this team finally—they—they—they're announcing they're here. The Colorado Avalanche, man, absolutely four straight games taking out the St. Louis Blues, man. Wow! I'll tell you what, Colorado's. They're they're for real. They, they they have a shot at winning this whole thing.
1: Oh yeah, they're they're playing real hot right now. You know, swept swept the blue for nothing. I mean, it wasn't even a series. Yeah. I mean, they got they outscored the Blues twenty to seven in all four game. You know, all, combined all four games twenty to seven. So and that's yeah. not
0: a lack of playoff experience. I mean, the Blues have been there. Uh, every the Blues year just for a won while. the Stanley but, Cup. I mean, you know, two years yeah. ago. So uh, you know, that's
1: not like they're you know new newcomers. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, if you had to pick. A team that's hot right now—it's yeah. the Avalanche. They, they come into this into this series, you know, into the next series, won nine straight going back to the regular season. So they won five, you know, five games straight in the regular season, then won four games straight here in, in the playoffs. So they've got nine games under their belts. You know, they're 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 one of those hot teams yeah. right now. So it's going to be interesting to see. You know, I, I think it's going to be an interesting, uh, you know, second series. More than likely, they're going to be playing the Vegas, you know, Las Vegas Golden Knights. You know, their series is 3-2, but, right. uh, you know, so I think that's going to be a real interesting second-round series between them, you know, the Avalanche, and the, and the Knights. So, yeah, there's
0: still a lot of good hockey to be played. Oh, but, yeah,
1: absolutely. But uh, I guess with that, we'll, we'll transition into to a little IndyCar here. Yeah, yeah, a little IndyCar racing. Oh. Yeah, we'll get uh, go go around the racetrack here, go a little boom-boom here, <laughs> so... Yeah, yes, you know, just a little bit. You know, I want to talk a little bit of you know history. You know, people that don't, you know, know too much. You know, I'm not. Can't say that I'm an avid fan of IndyCar, Car, but Indy 500 is one of those. You know, everybody sports fan. You got yeah. Everybody knows. You know, the Indy 500 kind of thing, but you know, kind of kind of interesting. You know, fact. You know, people people may or may not know this, but. When you win, when you win the Indy 500, you know you, you you watch it on TV and you see the winner start chugging milk, yeah. and you wonder why they're chugging milk. That, <laughs> that doesn't seem like the most refreshing drink on a you know super hot day or whatever. But there's a little bit of history behind it, and so I'm going to try to do it some justice here. But uh, it was it actually started back in the 1930s. So we're you know in the 105th you know Indianapolis 500. So we're you know way back there right. now. So in the 1930s. Uh, two-time winner Louis Meyer, he asked for a glass of buttermilk after his second victory, after his second win at the Indy 500. He says, "I want a glass of buttermilk," and you can credit that to his mother. Huh. His mother taught him that buttermilk would refresh him on a hot day. Huh. So, you know, that's 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 kind of why. So, after winning his third Indy oh 500, a photo then was captured. This iconic, you know, photo that everybody knows, you know, recognizes of him. Drinking a buttermilk, you know, buttermilk after bottle. the race yeah. from that glass <laughs> bottle, and so then ever since, ever since then, you know, the dairy, you know, industry executive um, has made it, you know, available to whoever wins after the year, and it's actually there's also kind of a money incentive too. So since 1956, winners get an extra ten thousand dollars if they basically include milk in their post game <laughs> celebration. Oh, so nice. and that that. That money is raised from, you know, or, or you know, is sponsored by the Indiana Dairy Association. Okay. So, okay. you know, there's there's a little bit of money incentive into right. yeah. it too. So, yeah, I'll drink
0: a glass milk for ten grand. Right,
1: ten grand <laughs> for a chunk, you know, chunks of milk. Uh, I think that's pretty yeah. pretty good. But uh, you know, so yeah, just a little fun fun fact, fun history about the Indy Five Hundred. But uh, I, I think Matt had some stuff about the actual race. So, yeah,
0: you know, so I mean, the the race is a. Uh, it's ran at the uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway, which is nicknamed the Brickyard yes. for the the famous start finish line, which is adorned we with bricks. The bricks. Yep, and that's uh, that's something to go along with the winning as well. Mm-hmm. The winner will will go to the to those bricks and kiss the bricks after winning. Yes, so that's, yeah. that's another one of those exciting traditions. So uh, th- this uh, this race, uh, the pole will be uh, Scott Dixon. He's got the pole position. He's actually the current leader in points in the IndyCar series. Okay. Uh, some other notables in the in the top of this race is. Uh, Tony Cannon, who's starting fifth. Ryan hunter Ray starting seventh. Elio Navis starting eighth. Mm-hmm. And a personal favorite of mine is Graham, Graham Hall. He's starting 18th. I always liked him because he, he's actually from Ohio. Oh, okay. okay. Grew, okay. grew up here, and uh, he, I've met him a few times. He's, he's a real, real good pretty, dude. Pretty famous father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, so, so, so I'm, I'm pulling for him. Yeah. He's he, Like I said, he's starting 18th, but he's currently fifth in the points. So you yeah, know, he's so a good racer. A, got a he's chance. got a shot. Yeah, Absolutely. right,
1: right. Yeah, no, just interesting thing about uh, Scott Dixon. You know, this is his fourth time uh, winning the pole at the Indy 500, but yeah. actually has only won the Indy 500 one time in his career. I mean, has been, you know, one of the better racers in the Indy car series, but uh, only has one win, you know, in, back in 2008, I believe, is when he won it the last time. Um, but it's kind of interesting. He's on the pole. You know, we talk about old guys. He's 41 years old. You know, and he's at the top of the pole in the Indy, at the Indy Indy 500. And it was interesting. The next two drivers in second and third, their combined age is younger still than than, than Scott Dixon. Wow. So you got a couple of youngsters that are trying to make up, you know, make a name for themselves. Yeah, really, the whole top ten kind of slots like that. Right, it's like right. an older guy, a couple of younger guys, right. and an older right, guy. Right. Right. So. It'd be interesting to see, um, you know, what what happens. That race is on is on Sunday, this yeah. Sunday. So you know, you'll want to tune in. I believe the race is around, you know, one o'clock or noon, I, some, I, I noon time, the, something get, like didn't get that. Start time. So um, you know, you'll want to tune in, you know, Sunday, Sunday around lunchtime yeah. to to watch that. Um, they are going to let fans, you know, there. It's about sixty percent in the grandstands, you know, mm-hmm. capacity wise. So you know, a little over half of of what they normally would allow, um, which is I think the max is like. 230,000, so they're letting in about 140,000 or so. So,
0: you know, I wonder if that's even a if that even hurts them because mm. it, I mean, if, if they're going the way NASCAR's been going, that's kind of been their attendance anyway. Right. The half right. Capacity. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I mean they, they that, may that, never that, get to yeah. you know
1: maximum capacity. I, you know, I'm not sure. I mean, it, it, it may be just because it's the Indy 500. It's one you of those like iconic, base, right? you know, races kind of like Daytona, that, NASCAR, yeah, that, yeah, that you know, people come even if you don't know anything about, you know, right. Indy car. That's one of those races that you know you just go for the experience yeah. kind of thing. So we'll see. You know, that'll be you know something to look look forward to. But uh, you know, so, so tune in on on Sunday there and, and see who who wins the Indy 500, and gets to drink that that glass of milk. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. Well, now we're going to turn it over into our blazing bets of the week. So this is our little, you know, segment we do every week where we pick one sporting, you know, event. We try to give you some help on which, which way to, to bet or, you know, which which uh, games to, to possibly look at when you're looking at your sport. And game.
0: we're batting, what, a little little under 500, uh, so... I so think a you, lot You, you may not want to completely take our right, advice.
1: Right, yeah, Don't sh-
2: cash in that mortgage just Right. Yeah, I'm
1: pretty sure I've only hit on one so far. Out of the, you know, six or seven weeks yeah. that we've been doing, <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure I've only hit one uh, time. I, so. I know I've got my last two. Your dad, your dad got his last one. Yeah, um, I, I think dad's probably about 500 yeah. out of all. He's I probably doing about the... Best out, out of all of us, but uh, yeah, if you're taking betting advice, <laughs> do not listen to me because I, I have been doing horrible at this yeah. thing. So well, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to turn it around today. Hey, so last time we were in Vegas, I think you put a little money. Yeah, in pocket, I put a little bit so. of money, so I still my money's still sitting there. So when we when we go back to Vegas, I'll, yeah. I'll have some money to gamble on. But uh, my game this week, I got in the in the MLB. I got the uh, St. Louis Cardinals sitting at 26 and 20, first in the NL Central, going up against the Chicago White Sox. Who are sitting at twenty six and 19, first in the AL Central. So, little uh, NL AL Central, you know, division uh, matchup there. So, I, I got the game that's tomorrow. That game is at two ten p.m. Eastern Time. It's actually the last game, you know, the last uh, game of the series. Um, the White Sox actually won last night. Took game one five to one, I believe was the first was the first game, and then game two is tonight, obviously, and then you know, game three is tomorrow afternoon. So. You know, for me, I think the difference maker here is uh white, you know, both teams are not really playing all that well. Uh the Cardinals come in 4 and 6 in their last 10. White Sox are 5 and 5 in their last 10 games. But for me, I think it's the pitching matchup for me. The White Sox got Carlos Rodon sitting at 5 and 1 with a 1.2 ERA. That's some good pitching. With a 62 strikeouts, So He's he's one of their, you know, good good pitchers for the White Sox. He's a no-hitter, right? Yeah, yeah, on the other on the other, you know, other hand, you got John Gant for the Cardinals. Doesn't have a great record, 3 and 3, but he has a pretty decent ERA, 2.04 right. ERA, right. not as many strikeouts, so it'll be interesting to see if he can keep that ERA low. Does he get enough run support from the Cardinals right. to, to to get over the hump? But I just think Carlos Rodon is going to be too much for the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. This could be one of those, you know, one-nothing kind of games. I like the White Sox. They got a lot of firepower on offense, Absolutely. a lot of big hitters. I take the White Sox. They're at minus 175. If you bet $100 on them, you win $57.14. <laughs> so, you know, they're, they're obviously a pretty heavy favorite. Right. But, uh, you know, I, I like them to, to – to get the win and hopefully get me back on the winning streak here. So, yeah. So for, for
0: my blazing bets pick this week, I went ahead and, uh, went, went to the NBA. I'd, I'd been doing really well. in uh, in the NHL, but I decided to change it up this week. So I went with the, uh, Grizzlies at the Utah jazz. That game's tomorrow night at 10 PM. The jazz are a nine point favorite. And, uh, I think they're they're going to look to amends for their poor play in game one. I, I think they cover that nine points, and they win by even more than that in game two. Yeah. And I think it's, it's on the way to what I think it's going to be a six-game series. Okay. I think they yeah. win it in six. Yeah,
1: definitely uh, going to be an interesting interesting matchup there. So. Well, but just real quick, we got a, we got a little bit of time here. We want to just talk about uh, something that happened in the NFL just real quick. Um, I don't know if you guys saw it, but uh, yesterday or, or, you know, last couple of days, uh, julio jones was on fs you know fox sports one with shannon sharp and skip Malis. they called him for you know for an interview um and basically the question was asked you know what's your future look like in atlanta and julio jones says i'm out of there man I- i'm done <laughs> i'm done in atlanta i mean I'm, I'm finished in atlanta so that opens the door you know what what's going to happen here with, with julio jones so you know, for me, this really isn't anything new. This has kind of been flying around uh, since March, actually. They've been kind of – he's more or less been on the trading yeah. block. Um, and it uh, will be be interesting to see how the, how the Falcons, you know, proceed with this. But the Falcons were trying to kind of keep it on the down low. They didn't really want, you know, the media to know about it, kind of to save face with, you know, an, a, a player that has been, you know, kind of a staple for them, you right. know, in their franchise. So they kind of wanted to save face with him not really come out publicly and say hey we're trading one of our best you know franchise players or whatever but obviously it's out in the media now yeah. it's it's uh, you know it's out there for everybody to know so you know from what i'm hearing the falcons would prefer to trade him to a afc team okay. but they're not afraid to get him to an nfc team if the price is right yeah the 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 only thing i'm hearing as far as that price goes the Falcons want at least a first, at least one first-round pick in return for you know Julio Jones, and I, I think he warrants at least one first-round pick. Yeah. I mean, the guy, thirty-two years old, I think he's still got quite a few good seasons yeah. left in him. I mean, he goes down as the uh, franchise's lead, uh, leading receiver as far as receiving yards go. With uh, what is it? Uh, got it here. 12,000, almost, almost 13,000 yards as a Falcon all time, you know, Falcon there all time Falcon in catches at almost 850, um, and only second to Roddy white, um, in touchdowns scored with, with 60 touchdowns, Roddy white has 63. So if he's dealt by the Falcons, he obviously won't, won't get to pass that mark. Right. Right. Obviously a lot of the records that, you know, have been set by Falcons wide receivers, he's broken all of them. He's, he's at the top of a lot of those lists. Um, and then, I mean, this is – Falcons the only team he's played for in, mm-hmm. his, in his career. He drafted back in 2011, sixth overall pick. Hands down, you know, no bust label to Julio right. Jones. He's been, you know, one of those, you know, clutch players for, for them. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see. I, I think what makes, you know, this deal, you know, why the Falcons are kind of doing this, I think it comes down to, to money. Yeah. Um, he's, he's due fi- about $15 million fully guaranteed this year. And so...
0: And, you know, their their window for winning is really closed. At yeah, this point, I, I anyway. mean, they, yeah. I mean,
1: Arthur Blank, the, you know, the owner who, you know, everybody kind of kind of likes has said over the, you know, has said in, in the media, Matt Ryan, who, you know, is kind of like has been their franchise QB right. and both Julio Jones aren't going to be with the team much longer. I mean, they have come yeah. out and publicly said, like, it, it's, you know, it's almost time to move on. We got to yeah. start, you know, thinking for the future kind of deal. So... Yeah. You know, who They're 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 getting rid of him. You know, it comes down to money. If they can move him before June 1st, which is you know next week, they um, you know can get relief on the cap hit. Okay. Because the de- the dead money that they you know would owe him, they can actually split between this season and next season. Gotcha. So they would get a little bit of cap relief. You know, and if they're able to move him, I mean that's fairly quickly, June yeah. 1st. But like I said, this has been going on since March, so. They, I, I'm, I'm more, you know, more or less sure they have been in contact with teams, or yeah. you know, have at least laid the groundwork with, with, with some teams. Um, so it's not like they're just starting fresh or you know, whatever. You know,
0: though,
1: I, I don't get what the benefit
0: is waiting until after the draft, though. If, if yeah.
1: teams have somebody to trade, just get it done. Right, and right. Start
0: building. Right. right. Well, and I
1: mean, at that point, you know, if you are looking to build for the future, you could have gotten some picks right. in that draft yeah. to start, you know, so building start right you know? away. Right. Yeah. So. You know, there definitely was some top. You know, if you're looking to replace, you know, a receiver for a receiver, yeah, a lot there of was really definitely some top. You know, and they, they I think that they, they, they kind of did with Kyle, You know, Falcons drafted Kyle Pitts, right. who's, yeah. you know, definitely more a of a wide receiver than, than, than a tight end. Yeah. Um, so I think that Do is you, kind of helping them speed up the decision here. Would, would, you, would
2: you try to mend the relationship if you're Green Bay and make a call for Julio Jones? So,
1: yeah, that that's, you know, I'm going to go into the odds of, you know, where – they think you know he's headed, or would you? So, would the Cleveland Browns be so in? So at this point, if he doesn't go back to the Falcons, mm. they're giving them the highest odds right now, and it's not. It went. They had plus one fifty, and now after this came out, it went all the way up to plus three hundred. So you know, almost pretty much doubled. You know, right. the odds from there. But the next next few teams, you got the Patriots at plus four fifty. Makes sense. Then you got the Titans at plus five hundred. Yeah. Now the interesting thing with the Patriots is they got like. Twenty million dollars in cap space, so they can take on his big contract. You know, no problem. But do they have the assets together? But do they really? You know, do they do they want to? You know, it hasn't been that hasn't been really something that Bill Belichick is really. That's not kind of the way that he does things. Now, this past offseason has been a totally new type of. I mean, he has brought in a ton of free. I, I can't say him, but just the franchise has gone out and spent a buku amount of bucks. Well, Uh, this has been completely different. They drafted high in the draft this year, too. Took a quarterback. There's no better. You know, you took a rookie QB, no better than to add another weapon like Julio Jones. Big, big target. I mean, anything in his vicinity, that dude is catching. I mean, he is just a big target. So what better way to, you know, transition your rookie QB in than bringing in a big target like this? So it'll be interesting to see. And, you know, like I said, the Titans, Second, you know, second behind the Patriots, then the Chargers at, at third. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, look,
0: Looking at your notes, it doesn't look like the Titans are going to have the cap space to get him. Yeah, done, so they're,
1: they're going to have to restructure, kind of rework yeah. some stuff in order to, to be able to, you know, possibly get him. The, the, the reason that, you know, I, I saw that the Titans were kind of high is that they kind of run similar offensive style mm-hmm. to what the Falcons, okay. the Falcons do. So well,
2: they hired their offensive coordinator as head coach. Is that right, Uh Arthur Smith or something? I believe not not the Titans. Or I'm backwards. Yeah, yeah. Arthur
1: Smith is the coach of of, the Falcons. Falcons. I'm sorry. Yes, yes, I'm backwards. Yeah. So You know, you thought that connection would kind of keep, you know, maybe. But, uh, you know, like I said, the Titans kind of run a similar offensive scheme Scheme, that the the Falcons do. Um, So would it be like a big transition for him trying to learn a new playbook? But what about the the Derrick Henry thing? You got got the Alabama connection. I've seen some things where him and Derrick Henry have been working out together. So, you know, there is the Alabama connection Mm -hmm. there. So, you know. Roll tide, they always like Whoa. to keep each other together, kind yeah. of thing. That would be but scary. Yeah, like, like you know, like Terry said, you know, the Packers for me, if you're gonna put some money down, yes. that's my long shot there to, to possibly there's no better way, you know, to say, Hey Aaron Rodgers, you know, you wanna come back. Here, we're gonna get you somebody here. Or but or or is this a case
0: where Aaron Rodgers is out the door. They free up the cap space to get him.
1: Right, right.
0: And, and now you got your, your weapon for love. Right, right. Well, right.
2: that's what I was getting. I say, or do you, or do you rub it in his face, get him anyway, and say, Jordan Love, here's your weapon. Yeah, right. yeah. It could, yeah. it
1: right. could be interesting. But yeah, if if I was, you know, going to put some money down, I'm saying the Packers. The problem I see, though, similar to the Titans, the Packers only have about two and a half million dollars in. Uh, cap space. Yeah, that's what I'm is, saying.
0: If you get Rodgers out the door, now you've yeah, opened But the what
1: I was reading, what I was reading is that, you know, hey, if we can maybe, you know, okay, you tell Aaron Rodgers, hey, we're going to make the deal for Julio Jones. You know, whatever it takes, we're getting him. Then does that, does that appease Aaron Rodgers enough for him to say, okay, I'll stay with Green Bay, but I'm going to restructure my deal right. so that we have the money to get him. You know, I don't hey, think it does. I, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see. it, it, it at this point, it also sounds like you know Aaron Rodgers is done yeah. in Green Bay. It don't yes. it doesn't matter what yeah, you know they, what they, they do. They've and, done them wrong. I, they, they could bring in you know Julio Jones. They could bring in you know the best three receivers in the league. Right. And, and I still don't think I think the relationship is just is done. Yep. It, it yeah. can't be fixed at this right. point. But. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see, you know, going forward, what happens with this Julio Jones. For, for
2: me, I, I kind of thought of a team today, too, kind of a dark horse team. I just And I don't know where they're at financially. I thought maybe the 49ers. They,
1: they were up there. I believe they were, like, fourth or fifth best, okay. best okay. odds. The the only thing I, I, you know, see with them is they, they kind of have, you know, I mean, you can always add another wide receiver. Right. But they, 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 they kind of have, like, a pretty decent wide receiver I mean, they got George Kittle, who's you know probably one of the best tight ends in the league. Who, would,
2: would like a, a Kansas City or something?
1: Yeah, uh, well, that's, Kansas City. that's actually what I heard was Kansas City
2: was going to be. Oh in the next.
1: my! I don't know how because Kansas City literally has, I'm pretty sure, like zero dollars yeah. and zero cents in cap space. I so, thought maybe
2: the Cardinals
1: too. Yeah, I, I don't know how if Kansas City finds a way to make this work. <laughs> go ahead, hand them the yeah, Super Bowl, right, for, right. for right. Sakes. I mean, it's not even worth watching. Well, you know, <laughs> I
2: mean, we've seen more creative things happen but, in the NFL. Yeah, so, I mean,
1: yeah. anything is possible. Because right. I, at this point, the Chiefs have been able to pretty much keep their core team the yes. last two or three yeah. years without, you know, going over the cap exactly. or, you know, being with a little bit of cap space. So, you know, maybe they can get it done. Maybe yeah. they can't. But, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see. But, yeah, definitely sounds like Julio Jones – out the door in Atlanta, yeah. you know, it's just a matter of, a of great when ride. you know, when when they you know when they get the pull deal, pull the trigger run, on so. then, yeah. And now
0: Tim Tebow officially in the door in
1: Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah. But
0: we'll uh, be interested to see how long that 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 works out.
1: Right. Yeah. I think uh, you know. I, I think it's been kind of back and forth. Some players say, oh, it's good." Some players have said, "You know, why not?" There's there's right. 90 spots on the NFL roster. Why not give him a shot? If he doesn't work out, I mean, you're not right. out. You're not out anything. And you know, I
0: know we touched on that a couple of weeks ago, so right. we don't have to talk too much about it. I right, just wanted right. to bring up he, he is actually officially
1: now signed right, and in right. the door there. Yeah. What
2: what. What, did they have? The, they discuss the terms. I'm just
1: curious. Uh, just a one year deal. Yeah. I didn't okay. see. It's I didn't see dollars. I mean, if yeah. I had to guess, it's probably like the veteran minimum, minimum okay. or you know, NFL okay. minimum, or right. whatever. Right. Like, okay. I can't well, imagine. It is interesting that so yeah. so so
0: Jacksonville doesn't really have a lot at stake, yeah. then. right? I mean, it's, yeah. Okay. Right. It's interesting that the uh, the tight ends, a uh, couple of the really good ones that are having a what is like a tight end summit or something, they actually invited him to come to, to come join. Well, so, well I mean,
1: that'd be good. I mean, he needs to obviously learn, and there's no better way to learn from some of the greats. So. You know, it'll be interesting to see how that how that progresses over the summertime. Yep. So, but, yeah, that's all we got for tonight. We appreciate everybody listening tonight. We'll be back uh, next week. I think we'll we're shooting
0: back, for Wednesday, probably. Yeah,
1: Wednesday next week. Um, so join us again, you know, live next week, 7.15 p.m. Um, if you enjoyed the show, we got we got an Instagram page. Follow us on our Instagram, at firedup uh, underscore podcast. We also have a Facebook page. If you know wouldn't mind uh, giving us a like on there, you can catch – all the latest episodes, all the latest information about, you know, the topics we talk about on the show and you know, just you know, we we love love the fan interaction. We love, you know, love the comments. You know, listening to you guys and hearing what you have to say. You know, it's you know, we get to hear each other all the time, but you know, it's interesting to hear other people. We'd really
0: love to get back to some live interaction. Right. We'd love
1: to hear, you know, some people other people's opinions other than our own. So, you know, feel free to tune in live, you know, during our shows and, you know, drop some questions or, you know, call in or whatever so Thanks for listening, and uh, stay fired up. Yep, see you next week.